This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, buddy, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined, as always, by Michael. Hello, everybody. I'm, I'm still recovering from the, the end game. I made it through. It was a it was a 9.30 showing on Thursday. And I, late. I prepped by uh, I prepped by not drinking water after 5 p.m., and then I, and then I did the the coffee nap. Oh yeah, that like eight, eight p.m. I put I put down put down the little one to bed, and then had myself a cup of coffee laid down. It worked. I didn't feel immediately rejuvenated, but that's the theory. You're supposed to drink a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. take a nap for twenty twenty five minutes. You'll be good to go. Pop back up. Yeah, I wouldn't say I popped back up, <laughs> but. I did not get sleepy at all in the movie. And that's probably a testament to uh, the movie. Don't worry. No spoilers. We're not going to do that to y'all. <laughs> I'm not going to do it because I haven't seen it. Yeah, Spencer hasn't seen it. I'm the only one who's seen it. So, Newsflash, I haven't seen like the last 20 Avengers movies. So, Well, you'd be really lost on the 21st one then. Couldn't care less. Oh, you're that guy. You know what else I haven't watched? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, man. It's that a verse. Jinx. <laughs> I haven't watched it either. Anyway, Endgame's great. Y'all go, y'all go see it. We'll talk about it someday. I was not part of the $1.2 billion opening weekend. I had no contribution to that whatsoever. You know, <laughs> of course, because Facebook is always fun. KCVD posted some the article saying how much money the Avengers made. Spoiler! And yeah, spoiler, a lot of people went and naturally I had to read the comments because there were comments on it and I thought, why? This is just a factual article saying that a movie made a lot of money that everyone thought was going to make a lot of money. So it's news, but it's not surprising news. Anyway, I had to click on the comments and that's your own fault. uh, Yeah, it is. I, I do this to myself. But one of the first, the first comment was in all caps, something about, well, imagine what $1.2 billion would do for starving children. <laughs> and, and they weren't being sarcastic because sometimes you can tell they're being sarcastic, but they replied to a comment which was indicating that they were serious. But one of the best comments was, I wish I, I might actually have to dig it up before the podcast is over. But basically it was a, from a woman who said, um, and I have, I have four mutual friends with this person, so I need to, I need to talk to one of them. <laughs> but anyway, this woman said something like, well, all I can say is that if, if you go into this movie without seeing the other three Avengers movies, you're going to be really lost. I found out the hard way or something <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> and oh she God. did like the side roll, the side eye roll emoji. And I think she was serious too, which is not great. So why would why Shocker. would why would you walk into this Avengers movie after not seeing the other three? Anyway, it's a good she movie. Had to be a part of history, right? Just had to be there. So what do we got? What are, what are we talking about this week? We got we got lots of things. Ah, there's not much going on. We've got some football news, some good and bad news. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, got some great basketball news. A lot of great basketball news. <laughs> um, got some good and currently not so good baseball news. Yeah, uh, we're currently we've got the Texas Tech UT RGV game one on the background. I think it's what the seventh inning, sixth inning, six three lead for the the Vaqueros. Still, I, bases loaded with Queen. I think there was a, there was a, a pitching change. I think what I think. I think that's why it's at commercial, not that they were able to get out of it. Right. And I think that's... uh, It's not ideal. No. (laughs) But I've said this before. At least the Vaqueros are just a really... That's a really cool mascot name. I absolutely love it. At least it's not the unicorns. Shout out New Braunfels High School. Coach K was a unicorn. If it was good enough for Kingsbury, good enough for uh, the rest of us. Yep. We'll also get to a couple of your questions, everybody's favorite segment, Going Yard, and what we learned. But first, Michael. Well. You've been looking into the realm of smartwatches. Yes, I've been a... This is not a food topic. I'm sorry. I know. Well, I've got a food topic. Oh, here we go. I, I snuck it in after. You might, you might click on that link and read it. I don't know if you saw it last week. But I wanted to start off with the smartwatch watch because I've been considering getting a smartwatch for... A long time. And I realize I say the word F-O-R-F-E-R, but just let me roll with it. So I've been considering getting one, and I put into our Slack chat this week. talked to a lot of y'all. You know, y'all had different opinions on it. I really appreciated that input, by the way. I'm kind of leaning on the hybrid watch that you mentioned that you had at one point, Spencer, because it it just looks like a watch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a smart watch that connects to your phone via Bluetooth, but doesn't have the digital screen that you'll see with like a Fitbit or right. a, like a Samsung gear or an Apple watch. It's, it's not rechargeable. You have a battery yeah, that you, you need actually, to change. Yeah, you have to change the battery. You can, that's no big deal. I mean, well, it kind of jeweler is. jeweler to get the, uh, the, the links taken out to right. you get shorten your the band. Metal one. And see, I have a fossil, yeah, regular fossil watch, a dumb one. It's just a dumb watch. <laughs> it's, it, ain't, it ain't that smart. What a dumb watch. What a dumb watch. It does have a stopwatch on it, though, and it tells me the date, which is very nice. You know, I'm afraid that they just... I'm, I'm, say, I'm now concerned. I'm now that concerned. The baseball game, baseball game switched over to the World Poker Tour. Yeah, we thought this was a commercial, but I guess the regularly scheduled programming on Fox Sports Southwest Plus has, uh, has now resumed. Yeah, we're seeing Laura Sintra talk about her strategy on playing poker, which probably so, has something to do with wearing a low-cut shirt. That would that would be my guess. I think her strategy is uh, she, she, that's involved. She covered everything up with like long hair and then some sunglasses. Like, what's the point of that then? <laughs> so she's like, okay, let me get this out of the way so you can see what's going on. Over sure, here. sure. But so anyway, I just kind of wanted to reach out to. 23 personnel nation if there is such a thing what kind of smart watch smart watch do you have do you 
Did you get one and then hate it? Did you get one and love it? Do you have a hybrid? Did you switch back to a, a regular watch just because you decided, oh, I'm not really going to use the features that much or charging the batteries a pain? Just kind of interested because I, I mainly just, I'm tired of taking it out of my pocket just to read a text. Or I'm also tired of missing texts and missing um, other you know, notifications because I'm in a loud area or or whatever the reasoning was. So that's kind of why I'm looking. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting one. So let me tell you my experience. I got the, it was a Fossil hybrid smartwatch first. I, I started this off when I had an Android device and I, I carried that over when I switched over to Apple because the Note 7 was blowing up and they had that recall where they weren't replacing the phones. They just said, we're going to recall it and then you're going to have to have something else. Um, so I had the fossil smartwatch. Um, I liked it because it was subtle in that it wasn't big and gaudy. Like, like you couldn't tell it was a smartwatch unless like you saw me messing with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you see someone with a Samsung gear that has like a, a specialized or personalized logo or picture on it or an, an Apple watch where like, Oh, it's one of those dudes. Yeah, the, the kind of square. Yeah. Because I, I like the look of the round face mm-hmm. more than the square face. And the hybrid really kind of, that's what I'm leaning towards. But they seem kind of complicated as far as setting up and, so, and, and you know, what notification you got. And then if you missed it, you just, you missed it. So right? with, no, not necessarily. With the Fossil Watch, one, you set up through the apps. Not, you're not right. f- fumbling around with like buttons and combinations of weird pushes or whatever on the watch itself you use the app to set up it, it was fairly simple to use what you could do is set up specific notifications for apps and or like text message contact so like you could have if like your wife texts you the hands would all point to noon or you know 12 like mm-hmm. it, it right match up for like it buzzed and the hands would go to noon 12 o'clock whatever for, for a couple seconds and that would reset the time one of the buttons you could, would show the last notification so you would know that you had a text from your wife but you wouldn't know what it said so that's that's the downside right but it would also be like okay 
I see that she texts me, I'm not going to be staring at my watch trying to read it yeah. or something like, like most people would on a, some other smartwatch. But also you, you can say, I was either expecting something from her. So like I, I, I need to check it or whatever, or you don't like, Oh, she, she, she texts me. She's fine. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the battery doesn't last as long as, as a normal wristwatch. I mean, I think it lasts, mine lasted, I think eight months and it, it told me it would last about six months depending on my use. I didn't use it as heavily as most would. Obviously if my battery outlasted what they told me it would last. Um, and the app keeps up with your battery remaining, doesn't it? I, it may, one it of the videos I, I did some research. I watched some videos yeah. on YouTube and that was what I saw. The app actually would tell you how much battery life you had left on your watch. Mm-hmm. So it, it may have. Um, and then my brother-in-law was getting rid of his, um, his Apple watch and I was curious to try that out. So I tried that. I switched over to that, liked it for a little bit, but found myself just like one, there was some like quirks where I would, I'd miss a text message because once your phone is paired with the Apple watch and the Apple watch is on, like it can sense when you're wearing it, mm. it won't send any notifications to your phone. It'll just send it to the watch. Oh, but if you miss it on the watch, like it'll have a red dot, whatever you can, you can scroll back, whatever. But like I, I was having issues with like, I'd get a text message and the, the watch would be set to silence. So it would just vibrate once or something. And then I wouldn't, it wasn't noticeable enough for me to go back and recheck it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was always on the watch. And anyways, I, I was missing a lot of things that way. I was, I was getting, Which is weird. Getting, getting frustrated with it. That's the opposite of getting, when you want a smartwatch, you want to not miss anything. I would assume that's what you're yeah. typically getting it for. So, um, I need to replace the battery in the fossil watch. I would probably switch back now yeah. if, if I didn't have to hassle with changing the battery out. Yeah. It's one of those ones you have to take the, the back of the battery, the, the back of the watch. Is it something you could do yourself? Maybe. I'm not sure. Because this one I can't. I mean, this one they've got it to where you have to have some sort of special yeah, Batman it, grappling hook. Yeah, it, it, it may be something very similar to this. Um. I haven't switched a, a watch battery myself. I don't think ever. So I've always had to go to like a jewel and it was always like a battery store in the mall when I was living yeah. in, in Dallas. Um, and it would take, you know, they drop it off and I'd, I'd take a lap and oh, it's, it's ready. But, 20 bucks. Yeah. I got my battery changed just the other day on this watch and it was $20 at the jewelry box yeah, or whatever outside of Dillard's. You know, the Apple watch you drop on a magnetic charger overnight and it's, right. it's back up the next day. That's kind of nice as long as it lasts all day. At, at the at the very least, it's got. So this is not this day. is this is not the latest series. Um, it's like a it, it may be like like a first generation Apple Watch. It lasts all day. Okay. Um, I, I'm not I'm not a heavy Apple Watch user. Like, but I'm I'm you know a text message comes in, I'll check it or I'll scroll through some notification if I miss several. Long story short, you know, five minutes later, I preferred the Fossil Watch. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't have used an Apple. I, I wouldn't have purchased one myself. I just used one because it was given to me to try out. And I like the convenience of it charging overnight, whereas my other one, you know, like I said, you had to change the battery out. So you guys will have to let us know if you use Apple, Samsung, or some other kind of smart watch. If you do a Fitbit hybrid or... Yeah. Yeah. I'm let us know your experience. I have a Sunto, which I'm not even sure how you say that, but S-U-U-N-T-O is a really neat watch that my uncle gave me when I graduated high school. 
and this was in 2002 mm-hmm. and I still have it. it still works great. I've changed the battery in it several times cause it's really easy to change. It's got a plastic back to where you can just mm-hmm. put a coin in. But when I got it, it was like the coolest thing ever because it tells you the temperature, the barometric pressure. It's got a compass, stopwatch, timer, uh, a couple other, uh, oh, the elevation, mm. the elevation you're at. So it had some really neat features. And so I went and checked their website and yeah, to, to get into the smartwatch game with, with that brand, it's at least 300 bucks. So I don't think I'm willing to shell out that much at yeah, this so point. The fossil, I think... Most of them were five or six hundred. I think the fossil I got for my birthday a couple of years ago was one between one seventy five and two hundred. Yeah, so it, I, it, it wasn't cheap. I saw some hybrids. I agree. I mean, it's not cheap, but it is less expensive. Sure. And I think I saw some one thirty five, one fifty fives this week when I was looking. But then yeah. the true smartwatches, you know, those basically start with three hundred. Well, you can get you can get under two fifty. Okay. Quite a bit. Um, but yeah, you see 300 pretty easy. Anyway, let us know what you've got. I've got, I've got one other thing I wanted to talk about before we, we dive into real stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've clicked the link yet, but there's a KCBD article that came out last week. It was Tuesday. We recorded on a Monday last week and the (laughs) title, the title's just called Lubbock tops nationwide list for worst diets, which is, uh, kind of interesting. Um, apparently they polled 189 communities across the country on their eating habits. And from those results, Lubbock topped the list. Those surveyed were asked, did you eat healthy all day yesterday? And according to the data, roughly 54% of Lubbockites said they did, meaning the remaining 46% were honest enough to say they ate poorly. This is also, this is from Ryan Crow at KCBD. Sorry, I should have said that before I started reading. Uh, he said our closest competition was Memphis who came in at 56% healthy. That's saying something. That's close. Yeah. But I mean, you know, 2% difference. When you think Memphis, aside from music, you think food, you think barbecue, you think ribs, you think soul food, you think all sorts of food. And if, well, that's like, it's like the, the city or county pastime here is going out to eat. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, that means Lubbock's got some pretty decent food, but He also brought up these other factors that uh, there were other factors that went against Lubbock, such as our per capita fast food rating, which is 85 fast food places per 100,000 residents, medium household income, income that comes in $13,000 under the national average, an adult obesity rate of 32% and 18% of residents reporting to be in poor health. So it you know, could be worse. It's not the greatest news for Lubbock. It seems just kind of weird. I wonder if it was just a one question. If it was truly just one question. Did you eat healthy yesterday? Right. And I was not asked this question. And depending on what day of the week it was, I might have been able to say yes. I might have been able to help. <laughs> um, it, it's shocker. Been a while since I w- would have been able to say yes. Well, I, I think a I'd couple s- of weeks because I've been traveling and I haven't, yeah. I haven't been concerning myself with packing a lunch and making sure that we have a, a dinner prepared that we can cook on a healthy. It's been, I've got baseball. We got to get home real quick. Um, got to go pick up the, the groceries. Um, and then we just fall into the, I don't want to cook tonight. It's too yeah. late. Let's just stop on the way home. So if I asked you, did you eat healthy all day yesterday? What would you say? No. 
I think I could say yes. I went to Blue Sky for lunch. Oh, man. Bless your heart. Not ironically. I don't mean that in a... It's like, that's just... I feel that. That's good. I think I did yesterday. And that's usually because I start out pretty strong in the week. And then just get worse as the week goes. So, so Monday, yesterday was Monday, so I did pretty good. Samantha's got us uh, gearing up for what she calls May Madness. Oh no, it starts tomorrow. Where we're jumping on the on the bandwagon on the, oh. on the train. So we were we ate we we grabbed a pizza on the way home tonight, and we basically said we're gonna finish off the the last of the soda that we had in the house, which was she bought a couple of two liters for like a potluck lunch. Oh okay, and like brought home the ones that weren't opened. Yeah. We left one at her parents' house on Sunday uh, and we brought one back and we've been kind of s- s- sipping on that one and we're just going to toss the rest of it after tonight and we're just like, bah, whatever. <laughs> um, oh, Cam very nearly hit a grand slam. Yeah. We're watching the oh, bases, that? bases loaded, no outs and they come away with zero runs. Still down six to three. Heading into the bottom of the eighth, top of the eighth, top of the eighth. Um, so yeah, I, I it's been a while, but I had some really good food in Phoenix. Went to a place called the Arrogant Butcher. Had some smoked carnitas pulled pork nachos. That sounds pretty Southwest. That Those sounds like a, a well, solid get down in Phoenix. So when, when we did uh, pulled pork here at the house, um, we're not here at the house at my house. We're at twenty three personnel north this evening. Um. We use some of the leftovers, one, to make uh, pulled pork nachos, and then some of the leftovers to make carnitas. Choice. But they, they just combined the two. They just had smoked pulled pork turned into carnitas, then put that on top of nachos. I have to say I made some really good ribs this weekend. I'm jealous. Some of the best I've made. I, I, I told someone, I was like, I, I, think, I think it's time that we try ribs. <laughs> I think it is. I, th- I think, it, I think you're ready. I'll, I'll take your notes and see what you, what you did. Okay. Um... But yeah, twenty minutes in. Let's let's talk some some football. Gosh, has it really been twenty? Yeah, almost twenty one. Sorry, guys. Um, we might we might need to put a note. <laughs> if you want to skip smartwatch watch and random food combo and Avengers non spoiler talk, then yeah. go to twenty minutes. Twenty one now. Twenty one thirty. Um. So yeah, you want to start with John Scott, or you want to start with the sixteen team captains? I think we should get the John Scott okay. situation out of the way. So I, I, I've been it's terrible. loosely following it, but there was an, an altercation. Altercation? Not alteration. Yes, altercation. Sorry. I, yeah, I, with a C. I had that thought. I was like, did I just say the wrong one? You're good. You got you got this, man. Um, Saturday at a student housing pool, I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it student housing for sure, but. I mean, it's student apartments. Is it like like in the McDougal McDougal area? I think so. Yeah, um, just there was east a of campus. Um, I guess an incident at a pool that the gosh, come on, Drew Baker, it's your problem. <laughs> I got distracted watching the baseball game, dude. Like misplayed a. Yep, there's a yellow bar for an error. Misplayed a. Just a easy ground ball think right up into his chest oh yeah that's not good <laughs> um sorry it's an altercation that turned violent at a, a pool i think it started off with like water squirt guns I, and it ended up with him being shot multiple times like by 
an actual firearm. Yeah, I think he, uh, from what I read, Scott was shooting this individual with a water gun as he was walking by the pool, and apparently they didn't. He didn't care for that, and some words were said, and the guy that got shot with the water gun went and got a real gun and came back. And shot him and another shot a shot a female there too, but I think she was less severely injured. Right, I think she was more. I don't want to say grazed because I've never been shot. I don't want to pretend like it's not a big deal. Uh, but she was not severely injured. I think she was treated, and I don't even. I'm not even sure if she went to the hospital, but she may have. But I, I think it was uh, definitely aimed at John Scott, who is out of ICU, seems to be. Mm-hmm doing better um but that was some really strange news to see pop up on saturday i believe was yeah. when that was it came out either coming saturday out. evening or sunday morning um and then we see this today that was well, one that john scott like you just mentioned his condition is improving he's he's been able to be he's left the icu still an inpatient um still recovering so Wish him the best of luck on you his bet. path to recovery. Um, the, the the shooter turned himself in Sunday. Yes, he did. Uh, which is all Com- things considered commendable. Good. Considering, yeah. I mean, he. I know. I know that he there was shot a, two people. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, that's not an easy decision to make. That's when you know you've you've messed up, or someone talked you into, "Hey, you messed up yeah. big time." So that that's. I'm, I'm glad he did that. The other thing that we don't have on here that we'll need to talk about was the draft this past weekend. Right. But before then, um, headset coach Matt Wells yeah, has uh, tabbed 16 players to be team captains this year. Is is 16 enough, Spencer? Uh, it's, it's too many. Far, far too many. I wonder if he could have an all-captain team. <laughs> At least one rotation on one side of the ball somewhere. Well, let's see. How many How many defensive? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight defenders. So half and half. What if they did... Why? Why 16? What if they did... Uh, why not four? Special teams. <laughs> what if they did a kickoff return or something? The team captain kickoff return. That's not too bad. But I, I don't know. It's it seems like an awful lot. That yeah, that's okay. So the sixteen team captains are from the offensive line, Travis Bruffy, Terrence Steele, Jack Anderson, quarterback Alan Bowman, running back Taj, running backs, Tajon Henry, Sir Roderick Thompson, Jax Welch, wide receivers, Eric Ezukanma. Oh, just the one. Defensive lineman. Roderick Washington, Eli Howard, linebackers, Jordan Brooks, Rico Jeffers, and Xavier Benson. Defensive backs, uh, Douglas Coleman, Adrian Fry, Thomas Leggett. Noticeably missing from that list is Joe Wallace, who I assume is still suspended for unknown. Not suspended, sorry. Am I using the right word? Yeah. They were suspended. They weren't suspended from school. They were just from the team. From the team. Team activities. So I, I don't, I don't know if he's. I guess he may not be back in the good graces just yet. 
But that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of captains. Yeah. So the um, one of the replies to this tweet was um, participation captains. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked me up. Um, There's also an Oprah. You're a captain. You're and a you're a captain. You're a captain. So these these team captains were elected by team vote. I would assume those counting the votes should have picked a smaller group to have made the cut, but whatever. At least three from each class, meaning freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and four of those 16 will be chosen for the coin toss. So you won't send out all 16. Okay, that's helpful. Although I think Keith's idea of sending four groups of four out there would have been pretty, like, not like one big line, but like four... Four, 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 and four, yeah. <laughs> kind of like a marching band, like yeah. the like the drum lines coming out there. Yeah, you could you could do a double T formation. You Probably could walk could out that many sixteen. That's yeah. not bad. Um. So yeah, that's a lot of team captains, bro. It is. It's a, it's a strange way to start your. You just have so many leaders, Spencer. I, I somehow doubt that. Uh, who's who's to say? I mean, you got to draw the line. So I guess 16 is the line. Do you mean draw the line or set the bar? Well, we're not lowering the bar. No. So the bar is set. Anyways. Um, At 16. The NFL draft was this weekend. And I saw a really interesting... I I can't compare this to previous years because that's not like my, my knowledge base, but... I believe it was from Max Olson. He tweeted out a list of like the 45 non-seniors that declared for the draft that went undrafted 45 players oh he did non-senior players that's all that like, wesley I'm, was on that list they were well there's 45 players on that list and then some like really big names like um for some reason elijah holyfield is the only one's coming to, coming to mind right now they're running back from georgia yeah i saw that list too oh um little jordan humphrey on oh, the wow. list of no un- way. undrafted. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that makes sense because, well, no, never mind. I I would assume it was a fairly deep wide receiver class, but yeah, you're you had one leave one declare early, and Antoine Wesley he went undrafted, and he was signed to a free agent deal by the Ravens. That's correct. Um, other seniors, Dakota Allen was drafted in the seventh round. Which feels criminally low for him. Like I don't, I don't know if that's a reflection of his, of like the GMs being hesitant on his character. That's so ridiculous. If I, it is, that's well, I mean, I don't that's know. insane. I don't know if that's true. I'm just, I, hope I don't know why it would be that low. He was a really productive guy on a team not known for defense. He yeah. was obviously like the best player on the field. He was very upfront about mm-hmm. everything that happened. He mm-hmm. wrote that open letter. Gosh, a couple months ago now, I think, and he'd be the first. His his situation was very well documented, and he'd be the first to tell you he messed up. And Mm -hmm. I I just don't. I hope that didn't have any factor into into his draft stock. But who knows? Yeah, hope not as well. And then uh, Preston Gordon was signed to a free agent deal by the Bills, the Rams, I think. No, no, Allen went to the Rams, right? No. Maybe. I should have prepared better. I'm <laughs> I failed you. Uh, well, you see. you've got me second-guessing myself. Like, he went to this way. I'm like, oh, I don't know, actually. Anyways, 
not a super productive year for Texas Tech in the draft. You get the one player. Um, you obviously have those those thoughts, those what if thoughts with with Wesley saying, you know, I wonder what kind of draft stock evaluation he received to have him declare early. Uh, this was obviously before his performance in um, the combine, which could have hurt him. Um, I I saw a really interesting uh, conversation and comparison between him and Hakeem Butler from Iowa State, who went like in the fourth round um, with similar body styles. And, well, I say similar. They were pretty similar in height. Hakeem Butler was... 20 or 30 pounds heavier. Yeah, than I was, was thinking. He's, he's a little beefier. It's <laughs> beefy. Their body styles are similar vertically. Yeah. Um, and then it was like one of those things where like, well, maybe we just, we overvalued Wesley. And, you know, as the number one receiver, as the guy that was making a bunch of plays, like, did, did, did that somehow affect him thinking he was more ready to be Drafted? I, I don't know. It, it could have just been simply the records that he was setting, and you know the, the kind of the kind of numbers he was putting up at Tech could have uh, had a lot to do with it. And, and I forgot what he was averaging. Like, he was averaging like seventeen yards a catch or eighteen at some yeah, it point, was like one hundred thirty yards a game. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, and like one or two ridiculous catches a game. Gordon ended up signing a deal with the Falcons. By the way. Falcons, okay. Going back to... Not even close to the Bills or the Texans. No, that's why I thought, well, that doesn't sound right. And, then, and I knew Rams sounded right, but then immediately, no, that was Allen. Uh, also worth mentioning is Deshaun Johnson getting picked up by mm. our boy Cliff Kingsbury. Who um, curiously passed on Wesley. He did. Several. Times. Several. I think, I think it was four. Oh, at least. So um, that was that was kind of interesting, but oh shocker! Uh, he picked up Kyler Murray with pick number one. Wow! And they didn't trade Josh Rosen when they had the market to do so. So good job there, GM. I don't even know your name. Yeah, after that one. Yeah, I think they're going to pay Rosen for a while. Here's the thing: like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't say, "Yeah, we're going to take Kyler Murray first unless that would have hurt trading Rosen, but they didn't end up trading Rosen anyways. So now they teams know that the Cardinals want to offload Rosen and they're not going to pay as much as they probably would have a month ago. Right. And it's not like anybody could have forced the Cardinals out of the number one pick. It's not like they were at three, like, Oh, I don't know who we're going to pick. Ooh, please don't pick Murray. Like they had the first pick. They could pick literally whoever they wanted. Not a problem. Anyways, they're going to be the Cardinals. Once Kingsbury went there, I already I had already added them to all of my sports update <laughs> apps, and um, yeah, they're going to be a fun team to follow this year. I'm looking forward to it, especially now. Got some got some talented dudes on that team. Yeah, we'll see if the uh, Kingsbury is able to make the jump. Yeah, maybe they can catch some catch some of that Rams Chiefs offensive lightning in a bottle maybe not this year maybe not immediately but uh i'm I'm just i don't know never thought i'd be so excited about an arizona Cardinals season but then again yes i have because i'm i'm a lifelong fan 
my lifelong Cardinals fan. Yeah. It was uh, Larry Fitzgerald that did, did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one I can name. Uh, well, Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner. That's true. <laughs> but he was with the Rams first. That was on his, that was on his second stint. Um, okay. So football. I mean, I, hopefully there's no more off-season news. I mean, you're still adding players. That you picked up a couple of uh, – you're still looking to pick up some transfers. You got the defensive back from Penn State, Zach Zach Thompson. I, I'm sorry. I, I know his first name is Zach, but it's Z-E-C-H. Um, he looks to be a pretty good addition. Um, McPherson? McPherson, there you go. And then you got the the running back from Utah, Armand Sky Sky Sykes. It doesn't matter. Sorry, we're we're just gonna roll through this because we our our notes document is so pitiful. I'm not even gonna post it in our our um, show notes like I usually do. I have to go back and like just write it like I I started off doing a long time ago. Okay. So before we we show any more shine, um, shine Armand shine Armand shine. <sighs> Watching the baseball game, um, just struck out to finish the eighth. Still down six to three. To the Vaqueros, with runners in scoring position. Again, we're, we're not pushing runners across. Um, let's talk about basketball. Let's do it. So to settle everybody's nerves, Chris Beard did sign his contract extension. And, and we had reportedly signed it last week. Yeah. That's, that's what I heard is what Kyle was able to confirm to us when I guess he, he spoke to somebody of, with knowledge of the program. Yes. Um, a very a reliable Tuesday, source. Tuesday that said that they had just finished signing it. Yep. That it was this a done would, deal. Would have been Tuesday the 23rd. Um, the the tweet I saw from Carlos Silva from the AJ said that they had seen that all parties had signed the contract on Monday the 22nd. This contract is good for six years, makes Beard the third highest coach in college basketball. Yep. And, you know, Not some the Big 12 on on friend of the friend of the show, Rob Rose show today, friend of the show, Rob Rose. they they Shout did out. mention that that might be temporary because obviously there's some other guys on that list that's going to get a little bit of a raise like Bennett. Is going to get a raise, likely. Yeah, I mean, so it's not like he may not finish this off season at number three, right? But currently, it shows the commitment from Texas Tech. It sure does to retain Beard and to reward him for building the program and putting it in the direction he's he's done in three years. How has he done this? <laughs> and he's gone on, the, on this track. Of, like, if you if you track his salary from. What like four years ago he was making three hundred thousand dollars? It was, I think it was two thirty. I I remember seeing that tweet. Someone, someone pointed out. Man, it was one of the guys with the local stations. I'm sorry. Uh, I think he's making twenty times more now than he is than he was four years ago. Just four years ago. Can you imagine that? Yeah. So it was what like, think of your salary, and if four just times four years from now you're making twenty times twenty times that. Let's see, what's times two? <laughs> <laughs> right? And then times ten. I can't even I can't even fathom it. I don't know what I would do with that. Exactly. That's that's always that's always my thought. 
What do you do when you make four point six million dollars and you live in Lubbock, Texas? Uh, so it was it was Zach um, Logston mm-hmm. was talking about like just his his normal paycheck. They're like, does he get paid like every other week or every month? <laughs> I heard that to do today. So tech tech employees, I think, get paid once a month, but like that direct deposit on a monthly basis for Chris Beard is just shy of four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> a month. So his his first year, I think he's making what four two. Um, I can't remember. Let me let me see if I can dig that up. Yeah. So if he's making four point two million dollars this first year, um, his monthly deposit, it's a cool three fifty. Mine is probably I could at make, least a third in taxes. I could is, make that work. Oh, at least a third. Yeah. <laughs> which like it just makes you sick, right? Like he's probably paying what one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month in taxes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, well, I, I would, I'd, I'd do pretty well if I was making $150,000 a year. Yeah. And he's paying Especially that much in taxes a here. month. Uh-huh. Anyways, dude's getting paid. Um, he's got an interesting buyout structure. Yep. Um, I'm, which I'm sure you've all heard of it by now, but for those that haven't, if he's hired away by someone in the Big 12 or in the state of Texas um, between now and April, m- March 31st, 2020, they will have to pay a buyout of $6 million and it, it drops a million dollars every year until the last year in his contract when it's zero. So anybody within the state of Texas in college or in big, in the big 12 or a team that is in the same conference as Texas tech at that time, which was written that way because of conference realignment, which may come up by the end of this, this con contract, which I thought was kind of an interesting foresight. Yeah. That's, that's so, so pretty like, good. If, if we're part of the pack 12, 16, whatever it may be at that point, I'm not saying we should be, but that a UCLA would have to pay the same buyout fee that a Texas would have to now. Gotcha. So gotcha. Cause they're um, a conference school. Yeah. Teams not in the big 12 or not in the state of Texas or the NBA would have to pay $3 million starting this year. Dropping 500,000, you have to excuse me on that one. I'm so sorry. 500,000 every year until, again, that last year, it goes to zero. Another thing that I found really interesting is any of these buyout fees are cut in half if Chris Beard leaves Hocut when Hocut is no longer the athletic director of Texas Tech. Right, right. So Hocut leaves, then Beard leaves. So, for example, somebody hires Hocut, Hocut away from Texas Tech. And then Hocut hires Beard away from Texas Tech. Hocut's new school will have to pay half of the buyout. Oh, I didn't think of that scenario. That like specific he, one. He kind of set himself up to to take Beard with him for half price. Wow. Which, which kind of makes him a an intriguing wow. AD target. How did I not think of that scenario? I thought of, you know, everyone was saying that it was it was kind of more it, it kind of was supposed to speak that Beard and Hocut go together. They're like a really good team. And, you know, and this if, is kind of a commitment by Hocut as well. And they could go together. And his contract, <laughs> uh, yeah, they could quite actually go together to Chapel Hill or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. So, no, I didn't think of that. 
Chris Beard's contract will have him averaging just under $4,600,000 a year. Currently, good for third in the country. Behind guys that make 7 and $9 million. And Coach Calipari and Krzyzewski. Yep. Not bad company. Not at all. Coach K doesn't have a buyout, by the way. He also makes $7 million. <laughs> <laughs> Before which is, bonuses. Which is kind of like the the buyout in itself. I, I think that's, that's what some people are, are like. Why, why is Beard's buyout relatively so low according to his, relative to his contract? I was like, well, that means somebody's going to have to pay him more than what we're paying plus the buyout. Someone's going to have to commit $5 million a year at least for at least six years too. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably more than that to to get any sort of kind of traction with him. And then that buyout would be to help Texas Tech offset paying somebody else's buyout potentially yeah. to hire the next coach. Help us hire Becky Hammond away from the Spurs <laughs> unless she takes over for Pop in three years. Pop. Who he cares about Pop? He just signed another. He just signed a little deal. He's got three years. Um, be 73 coaching. Can you imagine? Can you imagine doing anything at 73 aside from like circle word puzzles? That's probably what I'll be doing. I hope. I hope I'm able to do that. I'd be thrilled. Not coaching. Not coaching a bunch of millionaires. Mm-mm. 82 nights a year. Man, that's that's a lot of well, work. That's just for the games, man. That's not practice. Talk about right. practice. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. I mean, that's it's not like he just shows up for the games. Um, speaking about not showing up for just the games, Chris Beard is also tearing it up on the recruiting trail that he is recently gained the commitment from one Clarence Nadolny, the six, three guard from Scotland, Pennsylvania, Scotland performance Institute had offers from Texas tech, Iowa state, West Virginia were his final three. Those are the ones that he visited in order over the past week or two. Um, so there's your, your high school guard. Um, it would be kind of foolish to try to project this, but like if everybody else on the current roster is here in the fall, you've got one spot remaining. Right. What becomes really interesting though, news comes out today that you have a five star high school guard list you in his top group of schools. Yeah. And not only is it interesting for that reason, but he is chomping at the bit to play some college ball and he's going to graduate from high school a year early to do so. He's doing what Kevin McCuller did. Mm-hmm. He's reclassifying to a year ahead of him. Yep. In the 2020 class, he was ranked, he was a five star ranked the number five overall prospect in the class, number one or number two combo guard. So tops in his position, very nearly tops in the entire country. Um, reclassifying to 2019 RJ Hampton. What I thought was also really interesting was that his top four had a little bit of a shakeup. It did a little bit adds Texas tech drops Duke. So Texas tech takes the place of Duke in his top four. I I read in another article that, uh, you know, to contact juniors, whatever the date is that coaches can start contacting juniors in high school. Yeah. It's like a midnight start time. Chris Beard was the first guy that called him. Yep. 
And I believe I saw from Seth today that Chris Beard is the primary recruiter listed for RJ Hampton. So he's going after him personally. He's not sending Berg or Adams. That's very interesting. He's probably out there with his Texas Tech Final Four jacket. Yeah. A little R- snug. Riding a lime scooter. <laughs> riding a lime scooter, as most millionaires do. The other thing that I think is really interesting, something to pay attention to, the regular signing period for um, Division One basketball is April 17th through May 15th. So we'll know either way in the next two weeks whether or not you land R.J. Hampton because he'll have to sign by then. Same as um, Nadolny and Terrence Shannon because the signing period ends two weeks. Now, I, you you aren't going to be – you weren't projected to lose either one of those guys. Correct. That, that are committed but unsigned. One had just committed. Terrence Shannon, I think, committed outside of a signing period. Um. He's expected to sign. He he announced a, a day or two ago that he's holding a, a signing ceremony at his school here in a couple of days. Um, and you've also you're still listed among the top schools for some really big name transfers, like um that guy from SFA. Is his name Holyfield too? That sounds right. I know it's a famous name. Yeah. Sorry. The, the the big guy from SFA, we, we talked about that big list last week or the week before. Yeah, TJ Holyfield. TJ Holyfield. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Um, you're still listed among his top group of schools. Um, some other names that we've thrown out, like Blackshear from yeah. Virginia we, Tech is... is is testing the the NBA draft. We were we were kind of trying to start that rumor. Yeah, we're trying to be ground zero for the Kerry Blackshear to Tech rumor. Um, and then there was also a couple of new guys that visited this past weekend. Um, a transfer from Vanderbilt Wetzel, and then um, another graduate guard, Gilder. So these are all. Big time guys that you could add to your program here pretty soon and then get this thing rebuilding for 2019-2020. Wow. There's some good names. Wow. It's it's like I mentioned in our Slack chat. This Is this what it feels like to be on the opposite side of the rich just keep getting richer? To be the rich in that To be the, to be the rich. <laughs> it, it's kind of a nice... It's a nice uh, nice feeling. I could get used to it. It's a nice problem to have. Yep. Trying to figure out where you're going to fit all these uber-talented players right. in the roster. Oh, yeah. Which, like I said, may may involve you kindly telling somebody that's currently on the roster, say, hey, man, I don't know if you're going to get any playing time here. It may be in your best interest to move on. Which is unfortunate, but also kind of, I mean, it is what it is. This is kind of the, the name of the game these days always rebuilding you don't have with the 13 scholarships you don't have you don't have room to carry any non-contributing no. players no you really don't you've, you've got to keep it lean so there are a couple guys that w- we tossed out last week um that I, I so i actually heard this afternoon chris level said that he doesn't expect the current roster to be what we see in the fall oh no um 
And Seth that, has mentioned that too. It's just going to be... And that there's likely a person or two fluid that may be moving on. And we talked about those a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't have to be those two guys that we we mentioned. Uh, we already know that Kayvon Moore has announced he's he's transferring. Correct. Um, he's already gone or leaving, um, which made room for the two guys. You've got Jared Culver that announced for the NBA draft, plus all your 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 seniors. Um, one of the other notes, really quick before we move on to to baseball, was that was it Parker Hicks, right, is transferring with a full ride scholarship over to Lubbock Christian University. Yeah, to play, to play basketball doesn't have to move, and he's gonna. I'm sure he's gonna start, and he's gonna play a lot for the Shaps. So that's that's really cool to to hear. I, is he a grad transfer? I can't. I'm, I don't think he was a grad transfer. I think he was a junior. But that doesn't mean he hadn't finished school. Anyway, I... I believe he, he participated in, in the senior day. He was a walk-on, right? Yes. So that's just fantastic to see. A guy that's worked hard, paid his way through school just like the rest of us, but also was on a national championship caliber basketball team to finally get the chance to play basketball on a full ride... And get to go to school for free. Still too soon to talk about that. Oh, about what? National championship. I said national championship caliber. I know, but you said the words. <laughs> we've got we've got to acknowledge the history. We can't erase it. No one's ever really gone. Have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? No. We'll always be with you. No one's ever really gone. You Palpatine laugh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Congrats to Hicks. Truly, that's yes, fantastic. That's awesome. And he doesn't even have to. Doesn't even have to break his lease. No, nope, he can stay in the 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 current living situation. Although, if he's unless he's with, on campus with teammates or something, then he's <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it may may have a bad yeah. look to his new team. He's like I'm still living with uh, yeah, Avery Benson and S- still hanging out with my tech buddies, Malik Undigo. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, so your Red Raider baseball team uh, still battling out with the with the Vaqueros. Just as we all thought they would be. But this past week took down <laughs> the one-game midweek series against New Mexico and then swept the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The I mean. First, the Big 12 first-place team swept them. And I, mean, it wasn't swept, even I mean swept them. Swept. Your, your pitching staff totaled 46 strikeouts over the – the weekend that's more than 15 a game <coughs> remember you only have 27 outs in a game is that true is that a fact hashtag 27 outs hashtag fact hashtag 27 outs recorded um here we go bottom of the ninth no big deal so bottom of the ninth still down 27 six outs have been recorded against the vaqueros um so yeah, you you struck out forty six Oklahoma State batters this past weekend. I mean, we're talking you you won twelve to four, you won ten to two, and then you won a pedestrian five to two. You kind of you kind of laid off a little bit on Sunday. You gave up eight runs in three games against a while scoring twenty seven salty Oklahoma State lineup. Yeah, it, the number one team in the Big Twelve. Uh, a team that who did they beat the week before? 
Wasn't it somebody pretty decent? They were they were ranked number sixteen when you played them. They took two from Baylor the past weekend. Okay, and then Baylor stomped on someone's throat this weekend. Was it TCU or Texas? I think it was TCU. Okay, so I'm 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 getting a little upset with, with Texas right now. Yes, it, it's great to see them like at six and eleven in the conference, and you're just like, my goodness, we, we should have taken more than one game. Yeah, I know that's killing me. I, it's one of those that it's almost a foregone conclusion you'd have swept them at home. Yeah. If if you were to play that series over, even starting off your Big 12 play. I think just that, despite all the Red Raider fans in attendance, I just think the atmosphere and the away games just kind of made it a little bit tougher on the guys. Okay, but let's go back to the pitching this past weekend. Bryce Bonin looked probably, he probably had his best start of the year. Uh, he, he, he struck out a career high, eight. Um and held the pokes to one run on four hits as he worked into the fifth inning on his start on Saturday. So the strikeouts, Texas Tech recorded 17 on Friday, 13 Saturday, sorry, and then 16 on Sunday. It's pretty good. I'll take it. Um. John McMillan came in. He's he's not the the shaky. I wonder what kind of John McMillan we're gonna get. He's been he's been dang good. He's been boss hog, John McMillan. Um, Taylor Floyd, Clayton Beater. They're just dudes that like when they come in, you're like, it's over. I got to see Floyd pitch in that uh, game two of the Baylor series, and was really impressed. I could. He was super poised. And there were a couple of jams he was kind of getting into a little bit, but he'd get right back out. He, I enjoyed watching him play. Um, gosh, what was I going to say? Josh Young was named Big 12 Player of the Week after this weekend. Um, you moved up in the, in the rankings to – you moved it back to, to eleven. So after your your earlier conference season struggles where you dropped down to the, the mid to low teens, climbing your way back up there, um, I doubt you're going to get any love from D1 baseball after the whole stupid no vote Which, shenanigans that they were, they, Kendall Rogers and Aaron Fitt were, being big babies about well and Hokut said on his show last week that if it was decided tech would figure it out if it was voted that okay we you need to pay for another assistant tech would have no problem doing it they would figure it out they'd they'd find the money they'd move it around and, and make it happen but they just felt that it would make more sense to plug that money elsewhere and that's why they voted the way they did yeah, so doesn't mean that they wouldn't comply or some crazy BS about it. And and Hokut and Tadlock were on the same page, and they both have made that clear, and have both backed each other's statements publicly. So I'm not sure how much Kendall talks to Tim personally, as he, he, he claims he does. Yeah, he's he was using first names. Um, that he talks to Tim all the time. I I I don't. So I've I've got to default to him on that, but I'm sure Mr. Hokut talks to Mr. Tadlock quite a bit. I would assume so. So on Saturday, um, 
you had Caleb Killian on the mound. He went six innings, struck out eight. Killian is six and zero oh as a starter this season. He's yet to post like a loss or have a loss be attached to him. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, dude. Young was a triple short of the cycle on Saturday. Um, Dylan Noisy hit a big time home run. That was on on Sunday. Um, Cam Warren is still racking up a bunch of RBIs. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, the Noisy home run because it was dude. He crushed it. I, I was listening, so I didn't get to see it. But uh, Haxton had a great call on it, of course, and I was listening to it by myself and got super excited. But someone on Twitter called out Hax for sounding dejected or whatever that, quote-unquote, his Oklahoma State Cowboys lost. That's not his... Anyways. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't catch that at all because I, and that was immediately what I thought of when someone, when I saw that tweet, because Hacks responded to it, and I immediately thought of that noisy call that gave Tech the lead, and I thought, man, if you heard that call, there is no doubt in your mind that he was full on board Texas Tech this whole series. I, I don't know why anyone would even start that or think that or or whatever, but you've you've got to be looking really hard to find that. It was so dumb. Yep, this is very dumb. Um, currently, you're down to your last out. Still down by three. Yep, down six to three. Who's batting? I can't Brian tell. Klein. Okay, Klein's. BK. I can just tell by the way he like rests his bat in his crotch because <laughs> it's a weird way to do it. BK's up. It's the it's time to it's time to try the impossible whopper at BK. <laughs> you need a a three run home run in here with the bases empty. Oh, oh, he tried it. Fouled it off. It was a home run to the. Right, right side. Probably to to Keith. Yeah, it was pretty close. It whizzed right by him. <laughs> so it it still cracks me up. I, I get that it's for their safety, but the the saddle tramps wearing batting helmets <laughs> on the sideline because that dude took took one off the off the building to the face to the noggin. Yeah, to the dome. Um. Oh, there's a final from. Double T. Oh, so you're on a you're on a delay with the stream. Oh, they're always on a delay. Jerks. So that means he's about to strike out. I would assume so with, with a two strike count. Oh, and this that outfield camera shake. Oh, it's it's the worst. It's like, can you not put like they've a, got to fix that a permanent? Oh, he doesn't strike out. Doesn't strike out. He flies out. Can you not have some kind of permanent structure out there? What is happening? What are they? Oh, sorry, they were just. The outfielders were like running around the logo like they just won something. Well, to be fair, Tech did that against their walk-off game against Baylor. Okay, but that's a conference walk-off. This isn't UTRGV taking one midweek game against... The number 10 team in the country. It's not too bad. I'd celebrate a little bit on their home, on their field. Sure, sure. Yeah, see? Think about it. Dancing in the locker room. <laughs> Huggins would be, he would be appalled. You were destroying our sport. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Moving on to questions now that UTRGV is... Possibly. 
I'm 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 trying to pull up that that noisy call real quick. Oh before, oh, uh, before Hax's call of that. Before I move on, I think it's right here. Sorry if it's not. We're just gonna go for it. Pitch to noisy. Hammered up in the air to left center field. Boone going hard back into his right. Adios, muchacho! Three-run bomb for Dylan Noisy. And the Red Raiders lead it. Four to two. Yeah, that sounds like a true Oklahoma State fan there. So dejected. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Like, what is he doing? Call himself a professional. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's get to some questions. Red Red Reset, man. He's always man. always our guy. Thanks. Always comes through. Thanks, man. Thanks thanks a ton. Who will have more success in the NFL? Dakota Allen with the Rams or Antoine Wesley with the Ravens? I'm going to say Allen right now. I'm going to say Allen probably has the better chance of getting more playing time, obviously as a drafted player, than an undrafted free agent. Not that being drafted guarantees Allen a spot on the roster this fall, but I would say he's got he's got a slightly easier road path to go down than Allen, who has to fight to make the roster. Sorry, than um than Wesley. Well, not just Wesley, but <clears throat> excuse me, not just fighting to make the roster, but the quarterback position at Baltimore is kind of shaky. Wait, you mean you don't have any faith in uh? What's his face? <laughs> Robert Griffin Griffin the third. Hey, so if you're gonna have anybody throwing up like Hail Marys to, to Wesley, which he was pretty good at, at snagging, like the contested ball, I, I think Robert Griffin would be a pretty good guy to to have throwing him. But if he doesn't if his knee just doesn't spontaneously combust and blow out of his pants well, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson will start. Oh, well, RG3 is just on the team. But I'm just not sure. I'm also not sure how he still has a lower leg on one of his legs. Isn't that, I mean, that's just terrible. Can you imagine that just how, happening to you? How bad his knee has been just oh my gosh. destroyed over yeah. the years. It's going to be, it's probably got to be rebuilt a few times and in like, his lifetime. And also how dramatic he was when he got hit on just any game. Like, he would take a hit, he'd get up all slow. It was like... We're not supposed to hit him. Dude, like it's 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 football. It's contact no, I, sport. No, remember this just you're just not supposed to hit him. Yeah. Cuz anytime I remember anytime that Tech hit him, he was like crawling. Like dude, you you got tack like it was an arm tackle. He's like <laughs> crawling off the field. But yeah, the, just you know, partially because of the quarterback situation in Baltimore. Um I mean, Jackson's great. Jackson's solid, but I'm it, this will be his first year at the helm there. So we'll, and he's also recovered from injuries too. So we'll just kind of see how that plays out. But the, the what's his face I was thinking of was Joe Flacco. That, he's that, gone. That's how much I know about. That's Baltimore. who I thought you were thinking of. And I was, I was Baltimore no. Raven football. <laughs> he, he gone now. He gone. He's, um, where's he at? Is he at me? At, at, oh, he's at Denver. That's, that's right. That's right. He's in Denver. What quarterback did they just draft? Um, the Broncos. Hmm. Did John Elway go grab himself? Let me see. Probably Denver not. Bronco draft picks. Not really that relevant. Okay, let's see. From the Denver Post, they drafted a Drew Locke 
Round oh, two. From, from Missouri. Round two, number 42 pick, Drew Locke. Interesting. Oh, how about the Giants? <laughs> Did you see any of those reaction videos when they drafted that kid from Duke? Yep. And then I also heard this morning, it was like one of those best of Golik and Golik or whatever. Yeah. They were like, if your defense of drafting this guy, like his top six quote, like his top six traits have nothing to do with him throwing the ball, <laughs> then maybe you're trying too hard to find the positive. Because it's like, he extends the play and he's able to feel pressure and step up in the pocket. It's like, none of that has anything to do with him throwing. First one in, last one out. Like, yeah, actually <laughs> Coach's throwing son. the ball. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was one of those things like, if you have to ask who that is on like a first round draft pick, like, what what's happening? <laughs> My friend Adam sent me a like a compilation video of just six minutes of people losing their minds <laughs> when the Giants took him, and it was pretty good. That there's a <laughs> there's one in the middle. There's this big guy. He's just he's just incredulous. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and then I think my favorite one is the very last one. Where there was a guy filming a diehard Giants fan. He got the news. And I think the guy that watched was watching it, I think he was stone cold silent the whole time and just kept looking at the guy filming and just couldn't believe it. Kind of had that smirk on his face as if he, <laughs> is this a dream? But the kicker, the best part of that video was the guy that was filming it was just laughing like a maniacal jackass the whole time. <laughs> and so you just hear just... He's filming his friend in, in complete and total misery, and he is just having a ball with it. I think that was my favorite one, but that no, I haven't seen that video. I've I've uh, I'm, I was out of the loop on the draft. I barely barely kept up with it, but it, it started one night when I was at this conference, and I I didn't keep up with it very well. It had I had it pulled up on my phone, yeah, but I wasn't following it real real close. Yeah, so to to take um. So to, to, to take five minutes to answer that question, I think it's going to be Dakota Allen with the Rams. I'm thinking more so success too. Than Anton Wesley with the Ravens. Yeah. Um, also, this is this is before the game even started. Is it just me or is the baseball team not living up to the preseason hype? So I'm I'm going to agree with you there. I do think that we collectively may have over projected this team overvalued um, a little bit. They, they had some just ridiculous non-conference games um, scheduled. You had that, that series in Frisco. Um, oh yeah. You hit the road to go play Duke. Um, you know, you played teams like Michigan, although you swept them Stetson, you beat them, but no, you, you just, you haven't had the success you've had recently. You were probably projected to be one of your better teams that you've seen in the past couple of years. Um, and not that you're doing all that poorly, you're still likely going to be hosting a regional, um, right? You're still able, like you're, if you're number 11 in the country, you're not that far away from hosting a super regional from being a national seed, which are the top eight teams. Well, and how many guys did tech lose to the draft last year? I think 10, 11. Yeah. It was, it was I think 11 were drafted 10 left. Right. Killing was the only one that was drafted that came back. Then he stayed. On a roster of what twenty six, you lost almost half your roster. You had to rebuild yeah. that half. Um, and you didn't just lose them because they graduated. You lost them because they were good enough to be drafted. Yeah, like you Grant lost Little. a lot of talent. You lost a lot of really key talent. Yeah, 
But even so, you're still kind of, you know, Tadlock's earned that that same type of we can keep going, we can still be successful, we can lose a lot of guys and bring in some new guys or have some guys that are here step up. He's kind of set that precedent that Beard's kind of stepping into now too to where we're going to kind of start expecting things. Oh, well, you lost half your roster? No big deal. You're still going to make Let's a Super see. Regional this year, right? Or you're Let's still going to go three rounds in the tournament, right? Let's see how he reloads again. Right. It's not like we have to rebuild. Let's let's see him do it again. It's kind of it's it's interesting because you're, man. Well, I can't wait to see who he pulls out to lead us to Omaha this year. <laughs> that type of deal. But um, it, you know, having come off that <coughs> the sweep against Oklahoma State, that was a that was a pretty big statement. Uh, Tech has definitely struggled on the road this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think most teams do, to be fair, but you only have one road series left yeah. at Oklahoma, and you come home to play a really puzzling team in TCU. Yes, I'm not sure, what's happening with them? But they're to say that they're not living up to the preseason hype, yet they're still second place in the Big Twelve right now, and ranked in the top 10 or 15 in the country, depending on which poll you see. But there's still some baseball left. It's We're in a good place. We're in a good place if we can s- say that that's actually true. I also think some of this is it has to do with your superstars going into the season. Have I mean, you've had really good stuff from Killian, especially lately. Yeah. But like Gabe Holt, Josh Young, who were like, these guys are going to be the, the offensive leaders, the defensive leaders in the team. Um, not that they've been playing poorly, not that they've done like, you know, they just didn't have the, the, the power step numbers that you were expecting from young. You were thinking he could hit a dozen home runs and I think he's just at seven now or eight. Like he's, he could get there. Um, Gabe Holt has hit one home run, I think this season, maybe two. Um, so the, the, the step that I think everybody was expecting hasn't been realized. Not that they're, not improved this year. I just don't think they were, they made as big of a jump as everybody was maybe thinking that they would. Um, you're still a good team. Still a great team. Yeah. Uh, we were just mentioning like you're, you're probably still expected to make a super regional. Um, you get into these three game series, like anything could happen. And then once you make it to Omaha, like it's a whole new season. Um, so, interested to see how these last couple of weekends play out, how you fare in the Big 12 tournament, although that hasn't been historically something that Tim Tadlock has really cared all that much about. Right. Yeah, it's, it's exhibition, basically. Um, and then how the, the, the chips fall when it comes to seeding post-Big 12 tournament in terms of regional, super regional possibilities. So that's all I got on that one. That's all I got to say about that. It's time for everyone's favorite segment going yard. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's going on? I don't think it's anybody's favorite segment. No, <laughs> except for maybe mine. Um, and then there was one guy who was super into it. He liked the Malorga night. Yeah. We had a good, good little conversation on Twitter. Man, I wish I could, Sorry, I I know he he's sending some really good questions, and I'm blanking on his name right now. Is it Harrison Hill? I don't think so. 
Peter, anyway, Peter Fuentes. But he had he had some good Fuente, some good yard knowledge. Speaking of, he he sent me one. I need to, I need to track oh, that one down real quick. You've got another question? Yeah, I think it was from a couple days ago. Yeah, so the Giants picked Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, quarterback of Duke. And everyone was up in arms because they could have gotten Dwayne Haskins or um, who was the other guy? Jarrett Stidham, maybe? No, no, it wasn't Stidham. It was... uh, Not that I would have taken him in the first round. Yeah. He went to the Patriots. Dad gum. Dad gum. I can't remember. (laughs) Peter Puente says, does this mean Coach Adams is now off the hook for tickets? LOL. (laughs) Um, I don't know because I I did hear that we're probably expecting some details about the bump in the assistant coach salary pool that those guys will be handsomely rewarded and Dang maybe straight. Even, maybe even priced out of the assistant coaching pool market with their new salaries going forward. Um, I would say that little bit of extra cheddar, <laughs> cheddar. <laughs> Sorry, that felt stupid even saying it. Um, Chris Beard may put Coach Adams up for even more free stuff. Hit up Coach Adams for tickets. Hit up Coach Adams for hotel room. Hit up Coach Adams for a ride. <laughs> yeah, and he's. I think he said a couple of times in the fireside chats that I, I'm, I'm sure this is probably just kind of exaggerating, but there's something about the NCAA. <laughs> he did mention just coming down on him for having Coach Adams give away so many things. <laughs> Just come stay with just come stay with coach. Coach Mark Adams, he'll take good care of you. <laughs> yeah. Um going yard. So I I had to ask my my father-in-law to mow this week, this past week while I was out of town. Yeah. How do you do? Um He doesn't acceptable. Yeah. Okay. I am noticing though, I, I have this haze on my grass now because the blades like I, I don't know if the grass was wet or if it was just it was just that long. But instead of the mower cutting, the mower was tearing. So the top, you know, eighth of an inch of my grass is is white where it was ripped instead of cut. So my yard doesn't look as good as it could. I need to go back. So I've actually ordered like a drill, like a hand power drill attachment to sharpen the blade. I should be here tomorrow. I need to resharpen my blades. Um, and then go back out there and mow again. It's time, if you've been following me, to to put down your second pre-emergent herbicide to keep those those nasty summer weeds out. Still working against crabgrass. My guys, my guys came by yesterday and did just that. Yeah. So when I got out of the car tonight, I was like, I smell it. Yep. I smell the. They, they treated it yesterday. The goodness. I love that smell. I know it's weird. It's weird to like it, but I'm with you. Like chemical. Yeah. It's not even fertilizer. It's that like, yeah, just that just straight up chemical smell. Yeah, you smell like that's a really good description. I'm doing a great mm, job here, but yeah. no, I know what you mean. Yeah, so I I was gonna ask you when I got, I was like, I bet I bet they they yeah. treated this yard. Came by yesterday, sure did. Um, also have plans to to finally plant some some little plants, shrubbery flowers in our little planter box in front of the house so instead of it just being a dirt patch yeah mine's currently a dirt patch because all the mulch keeps getting washed or blown away 
And but I'm you also put have rocks in there. You also have a bunch of blooming rose bushes right now, which look I fantastic. Know. I know they look fantastic, but they are a pain in the butt because they just <laughs> we've got a couple rose bushes. They never stop. They never stop. You have to That's trim good. them three or four times a year. That oh, you're just being lazy now. They get insane. Like how you don't want to mow twice a week. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> Thus, you hired a, somebody else to do your manly work for you. They only they mow as often as I did, which was once every other week. <laughs> That's not even close to being enough. It's enough for me. <laughs> I grew up in the country, man. Mowing was just to knock it down. <laughs> That's what Dad would call it. Just go. Well, I'm going to go out here and knock it down. Why don't you go out there and knock gonna, it down? I'm going to go <laughs> cut it down so we can start bailing some of this hay. It wasn't. It wasn't about like keeping up with a nice yard. It was yeah. just ah uh, mm-hmm. hell. I guess we better mow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing I actually, I had to reach out to the guy that installed my sprinkler system I was like, Hey, um, I'm not even, enti- I, I, I'm not entirely sure of the system you installed. I, I can look at the, the sprinkler heads and I can probably guess, but I was like, are there taller sprinkler heads I can switch out? Cause I'm trying to keep my grass at four inches and these are five inch sprinkler heads, but they're not reaching over the top of the grass. Yeah. So yeah. there are, there are some parts of the grass that aren't getting watered as much and they're are starting already starting to be stressed out by the heat we've had, which means I've got patches in my yard that are a lot darker, which is interesting because when fescue gets stressed out, it, it'll curl like the, the blades won't be flat. They'll start to curl. And when they do that, they get dark. Why do they get stressed out? Like exams and stuff coming up or. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly right. No, because it's, they are not getting enough water and it's hot. If you were just listening, <laughs> um, so anyways, I'm, I'm looking at having my my sprinkler heads grow an inch in height here pretty soon, so I can not have to cut my grass shorter. Yeah, because that's the the other logical thing is like, we'll just cut your grass shorter. It's cheaper, right? Like I don't have to do anything. Problem though is that it may not just be cutting my grass shorter. One, it's going to open it up for more stress because it it's supposed to be tall, right? It's like in the name, tall fescue. <laughs> um, but if it's shorter, it's not protecting the soil and roots from the heat. Like it does. If it's tall, it's got even more shade, mm-hmm. um, helps hold in more water, all like all this kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm debating the, do I buy taller sprinkler heads if they have them available or do I just mow shorter and just deal with, Possibly having to, to sprinkle, sprinkle, run the sprinklers more often. Oh my gosh. Do they have, well, I guess they'd have to have six inch. That'd be the shortest you could live with, right? You'd have to ask my wife. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We're at that point. <laughs> it's late, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I, I would assume they have <laughs> six inch sprinkler head. Like yeah. the, the, the pop-up section that you just yeah. like you unscrew. Um, so if anybody has the, the Toro T5 rapid set sprinkler system, let me know if they have a, a taller version of both the rotary and the pop-up heads. I might need taller too on some of my stuff. And your, your short little Bermuda out here. Well, yeah, but it's getting taller, like I said, because the sand, the sand is piling up on top of it around the around the sidewalks. 
because of the lovely the lovely dirt that blows. What's nice is you know pretty soon my house will probably be a foot foot higher off the ground. Actually, my house won't be just my yard, unless the sand somehow blows under the concrete. Yeah, probably not gonna happen. I guess not. So, um, with as much preparation as we went into this episode with, we've gone on far too long. Is it time to stop? It's time to move on to what we learned. Oh, okay. Well, quickly, what I learned. Probably because we spent the first 20 minutes of the episode talking about nonsensical things. Well, what I learned is that Lubbock is. Um, Has the worst diet. Is is 46% unhealthy, but if we try really hard, we can bump that up to 50. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. We got to pump those numbers up. We've got to get some double cheeseburgers. Excuse me. Stat delivered. Not really related to what we learned, but just an anecdote. Where our office was going to go out to that barbecue place in Slayton. Oh uh, yeah, smoke rings and man, I'm going to butcher it. It's like pitchforks and smoke rings or something like that. Right. Um, they're actually closed this week for Cotton Fest. Oh, are they doing the competition? Oh, guess who gets to eat some? Guess who get? I'm, I get to I get to judge That's barbecue so, at Cotton Fest on Sunday, Saturday. So dumb. It's gonna be great. Dude, the dance is so dumb. Not, not that you get to go. Oh, you should have filmed it. It was I'm a little jealous. It was classic. Yeah. This is why. This is why we need a, a video aspect of our podcast. Although we'd be like, It'd be thrilling. It's so bad. It's so boring. <laughs> See what a mess the table is once I unload all my crap. Um. See all the toys my daughter leaves laying around every, everywhere. It's not too bad. We get to see Rocky every now and then. When he jumps yeah. up on the table. Yeah, he'll he'll make an appearance here and there. Or try to eat the microphone. Knock the bag off the seat or your hand. Yeah, he's a he's a real cool guy. Yeah, he's a sweet cat. <laughs> he loves he loves other people. Big fan, big fan of guests. <laughs> loves guests. Um. Yeah, I, and I don't. I don't really know if I have anything else to contribute to what we learned this week. I learned how Avengers Endgame ends. Good for you. I'm going to I'm going to tell I'm going to tell everyone right. now. I'm I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. I did I don't know if this is I did learn that the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball stadium has a retractable roof that they like to open open on it was a it was a nice balmy 100 degree day. <laughs> I was sitting up there. So I was I was in Phoenix this past week for a conference. It ended Friday at lunchtime. Um, went out to the Arrogant Butcher. Had those smoked carnitas, pulled pork nachos. Fantastic. Um, and then went to the baseball stadium to watch the game. They the Diamondbacks were hosting the Cubs. Um, my, my seats are way up at the top, but like I was actually really close to the the AC vents. Was like I, I get in my seat and they're like they're blowing on me. I was like, oh, this is great because it was so hot outside. Nice and cool. There's air moving. Maybe ten minutes before, before first pitch, I just look up and I was like, "There's a crack in the, in the roof." <laughs> oh, look, it's getting bigger. They're <laughs> opening the roof, and I took a quick time lapse video of it. And they open like the side vents, the same as so we get air moving through it. Mm-hmm. The combination of seventy-ish AC air being, um, kind of siphoned out by really dry 100 degree heat actually made the stadium really muggy for like 20 or 30 minutes probably could have rained in there get a little greenhouse effect that's crazy 
I don't understand. Um, Why would you cool it all day? And then open it. And right then just open it right before. Probably because it would have been unbearable had they not been running it. You know? I guess so. Or maybe they, maybe that's their MO. And they could have just... Had they left it open, like the seats could have been like burning hot. Because when they... By the time they opened it, the sun was setting. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't like beating in on the on any seats. The sun wasn't actually shining in. It was just it was still cool. hot because you're in Arizona. It was 100 degrees. Yeah. It was their first 100 degree day of the year. Oh, well, good lucky you. I was lucky enough to be there for it. Wow. Look at you. I'm, I'm so, so thankful. Fortunate. Fortunate son over here. Hashtag what a, blessed. Yeah, hashtag blessed. Live, live laugh, love. <laughs> um, That's cool. It's a fun game. I had no rooting interest. I had a, I was wearing a Cubs hat because Grayson plays for the Cubs, and I coach for the Cubs. And Cubs are like the new New York Yankees in terms of like there Every, are everybody's everybody's a Cubs fan or everybody's a Yankees fan or everybody's yeah. a Longhorn fan. Um, so I was not alone in my Cubs air quote fandom. But yeah, I learned that the Diamondbacks organization are, is not afraid to open the roof on their indoor air conditioned stadium on a hundred degree day on the first hundred degree day of the year. They're like, you all have to suffer through this with us. Welcome to Arizona. <laughs> Hashtag <People>. rattle up <laughs> or rattle on or whatever they, I don't know. Rattler. I don't know. Red rattler. Red Raider rattle the cage. Rattle the cages. That'd have been a good one. No rattle the cages. That's so great. Y'all write that down. Hashtag rattle the cages. Just start doing that because it's like batting cages, rattlesnakes in cages. I've been to the rattlesnake roundup. I know what that sounds like. Rattle them cages, bro. All right. I think we're ended there. Okay. Maybe. Ah, uh, you got the music coming in. All right, for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us again on the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. 